superchargers, headlights, and more. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. With over 122 million parts and eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Plus, with prices that don't break the bank, you can stay on your A-game. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan Warmly, joined on this Thursday morning by Andrew Erickson and by Derek Brown. Fellas, you're talking must-start players here in week 10 we are already into the double digit weeks it is nuts let's dive right in here starting with the running backs as always Debra we will start with you who is your top must start running back of week 10 starts my man's my main squeeze my dude Javon Warren baby been a top 24 running back and more weeks than I can count on one hand yeah it's true go check the numbers this man has just been a monster in efficiency all season he's fifth in explosive run rate first in missed tackles for his per attempt you've seen the film you've seen the highlights he's amazing man and this week he gets another fantastic matchup the Green Bay Packers can't stop anybody on the ground 11th most fantasy points per game allowed to running backs eighth most rushing yards allowed per game Jalen Warren I understand he's probably only going to get somewhere between 12 and 15 touches in this game doesn't matter he's gonna explode he's gonna be awesome top 24 running back book it are you expecting this to be his best game of the season going out on a limb Ooh, sure give you the chance to be bold let's go last, with that. last yep. week was his best game so far uh with the 11 for yeah. 88 let's and go three bold. catches for 25. he gets 100 rushing yards right. this week let's go big time love to hear it. where are you at on jalen warren uh, erickson i mean it's just a matter of are they going to lean more into him and not Najee Harris. Like that's ultimately like what's kind of hindering his ceiling. And if they use Najee in the red zone, then that obviously hurts Warren, but it's hard to argue with how they've looked and the matchup is obviously good. So yeah, I think Warren's a strong RB two play this week. I think Pittsburgh just leans into the ground game. I've got both him and Najee, both as top 24 running backs this week. Erickson, it sounds like you're not predicting that he's going to have his best game of the season in this one. No, I'm not. All right, that's that's fair. Uh, Erickson, give me your top must-start running back. James Conner. James Conner looks like he's going to be back for the Arizona Cardinals this week, so obviously he has to play for you to play him in your fantasy lineup, but I think they're done with the Keontae Ingram, DeMarcado, like these guys. They're not going to go back to these other Cardinals running backs. Like, James Conner's back. I do not think it's going to be a snap count. I, don't, I think it's going to be like the average role that we've had, and it actually could be his role plus because – if we remember, recall when James Conner, before he got hurt, he was actually losing out on third down snaps to Amari DiMercato. DiMercato is still hurt. So if he's not giving up those third down snaps, like you're looking at James Conner like 80%, 85% snap share in a really good matchup against the Falcons. Look, Falcons defense on the year looks good against the run, but the last two weeks, no Grady Jarrett. What's been the result? Nearly 100 rushing yards per game. So I think James Conner is a top 20 running back if he plays this week. And I think that you should feel confident taking him off your IR spot, taking him off the bench, putting him in your lineup, even after he's missed so much time. Debra, how aggressively are you going to rank Conner in his first game back? If he is back, yeah, I think I think this is his, his backfield. I'm going to put him as a top 24 running back for the week. 
He's at, let's see, an ECR. I've got him um, right outside of it. I got him at RB28 just because I'm waiting on news and stuff. So, Oh, yeah. He, he's down at RB43 in ECR, but that's because people are still, some folks yeah. have not ranked him. I mean, yet. the projections, we'll have, him he'll be there. projections have him at RB21, like for like reference. Like if he's in his regular role, like yeah. he yeah. should be top 24 yeah. running back. He should be a top 24 yeah. running back. Agreed. All right, Debra, give me your next must start guy. Uh, it's got to be Tyler Algier. Um, looking at the, just the matchup, and we know what uh, Arthur wants to do with the backfield. He wants to give touches. We got a six-minute-plus soliloquy about this yesterday where he basically pandered, sounded like um, a real, like a pseudo-politician, didn't want to answer the, the question when he was given the question. Could have been a really short, easy answer. Yes, B. John Robinson is very good. I will give him the ball. I promise. I, I want to affect change. And he didn't do that. He just kept pandering and talking about, well, Tyler Algier has a set of skills and we need to use those skills and blah, 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 blah. So Tyler Algier needs to be started in lineups because the Atlanta Falcons are going to use him. This matchup is fantastic. Third most fantasy points per game allowed to running back, six most rushing yards per game. So Tyler Algier probably 12 to 15 touches and maybe he scores this week. He is RB 29 and half PPR. Is that too high, too low, just right? It's it's just right because I think that there also is a, a an avenue for Bijan Robinson to fully take over this week or just a crush. So I've got Bijan ranked aggressively. I've got Tyler Algier in the same in the same ilk. Like he's RB thirty for me, but I think you can make a case anywhere for him RB twenty four, twenty five ish into the thirties. I certainly hope you're right about Bijan, but you are a lot more optimistic than I am about the possibility of him. <sighs> taking over the backfield man i just don't, I, I just I don't just, know what i got hope. we've seen that would make hope, you think okay. he would do that i got it, hope. it might be blind faith but i uh i, I mean at this point it kind of is but i mean i'm willing hope. to just keep the blindfold on at this point because i can't I just, look at arthur smith anymore why, why would we ever trust arthur smith to do the right thing at this point it, never we, we wouldn't is, is the never. answer uh, there are always fun questions around the NFL this time of year, like who are the pretenders, who are the contenders. We're now more than halfway through the NFL season, but DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this November. The Week 10 slate doesn't look amazing, but there are still nine games with an early spread of 3.5 points or less on DraftKings. So there should be tons of close finishes this week. Plus, I cannot wait to watch C.J. Stroud and Joe Burrow go head-to-head in Cincy in my favorite game of the week, even though the Bengals are laying a touchdown against the Texans. I think that's going to be an awesome game. However you guys plan to bet that one, get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code FANTASYPROS. New customers can bet just $5 on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
Erickson, give me your next must start running back. Shad White, he's heating up, baby. He was just fine all year long, but finally the snaps, the touches, finally turned into production. So as someone that is heavily in the Rashad White streets, I'm very happy to see what we've uh, seen play out over the last couple of weeks. And I think that a lot of it's related to the receiving role. His receiving usage has really picked up. So again, not the most efficient rusher, but he's starting to find the end zone a little bit more here and there. The Buccaneers are a team that was going to regress in terms of their pass touchdown rate versus their rush touchdown rate. Like to start the year, they were only scoring touchdowns through the air. So again, those things don't necessarily last. So we saw last week Rashad White score twice. Not saying he's going to score twice again, but looking at the Titans run defense, you know, usually it's a matchup we, hey, you want to shy away from. Last two weeks, they've allowed 257 rushing yards. Najee Harris mm-hmm. was competent against the Titans run defense. So if Najee Harris... That's top 15 running back Najee if, Harris If to Najee you, Harris can be a competent running back against a defense, anybody can be a competent running back against that same defense. So no one else is eating into White's snaps whatsoever. Sean Tucker, where are you? I, I was told that Sean Tucker was going to take over this backfield. Never, never, ha- never, never saw him, sp- never saw him play. So after a slow start, I think that you got to be ranking. You have to feel really good about White. And I think that he's like a top fifteen running back, like rest of the season. Do you like what do you attribute the Titans' defense, run defense, kind of falling off to, if anything? Because you're right, this was a matchup that we were like desperately avoiding early on in the year. Is there anything that's changed in the last couple of weeks? Um, I I have to look closer to see if there's been an injury or anything like along those lines. But again, a lot of it, a lot of defensive stats are just based on the offenses that you play. So, you know, I could look and say, oh, the Titans have really played any good running back. So, you know, maybe that's why they've been so elite against the run. You know, a team that's just been traditionally good against uh, running backs, you know, but they've been exposed the last couple of weeks against teams that want to run the football. And again, that's just that that's not the OK, you're playing Rashad White because he's going to score a lot of rushing yards like you're playing him because he gets all the touches and he catches pass out of the backfield. So he's already offering you a decent floor. But the matchup I just want to, like, bring to people's attention, that's not as bad as you may look at it on the surface when you look at the total season numbers for the Titans. Debra, hit me with your next must-start running back. Oh, my next guy, and this is not a name that I've mentioned very much on this show. I don't know if I even talked about him at all this year uh, on this show, but Alexander Madison. I'm going to bring him up because, again, we're talking about run defenses that have faltered in recent weeks. That is absolutely the New Orleans Saints. Over the last five games, they allowed the second-highest explosive run rate, 10th-highest yards to contact per attempt, and 14th-highest yards per carry to zone runs. With Cam Akers out, I think this is Madison's backfield. I'm not worried about Ty Chandler because the Vikings weren't worried about Ty Chandler. Cam Akers came in via trade and took Ty Chandler's job. So what does that say about Ty Chandler? So do we think that he's going to overtake or even play the Cam Akers role in this backfield versus like now Alexander Madison? So I think the, the Minnesota Vikings would be very smart to lean on their ground game, i.e. Alexander Madison, stay away from that secondary this week and just feed him the ball. So 20 plus touches in line for Alexander Madison. I think he scores this week. Top 24 running back. Let's go. Erickson, I think Alexander Madison is the guy you've most liked to talk about on our shows this whole season. So let me let you weigh in. Where do you have him this week? I think he's a top 24 running back. Look, like I have to adjust my projections and forecasts when things change and Cam Akers is gone. So I mean, Madison should be the guy there, should be the starting running back. Again, I don't think that he's the best running back in the NFL. And we'll see what Ty Chandler's role is if he has one at all. But Based on what we've seen, the sample sizes, Madison will do just enough. He gets passes out of the backfield. 
So I think that he's a fine start this week. Erickson, let's stick with you. Who's your last must-start running back? Dave Montgomery. Um, he's playing the Chargers defense that has been really good against running backs in the last couple of weeks. It's weird because the Chargers have usually been a team we picked on because of their bad run defense, but they've actually been very good and stout against the run this season. And there are question marks about, oh, well, you know, Jameer Gibbs, like, they can't, they can't go back to David Montgomery. It's like, yes, they can. Dan Campbell loves David Montgomery. So, I mean, I have David Montgomery ranked higher than Jameer Gibbs this week. I'm not sure if that's like a hot take or if that's what the ECR has. But until I see Gibbs, like, unseat David Montgomery, then I'll adjust my rankings. But until that actually happens, I'm going to keep David Montgomery as my Lions RB1. If I had to sit one Lions running back, it would be Gibbs and not David Montgomery. Debra, how what are you expecting out of the split in this backfield? It's funny because I have both them right there. They're next to each other in my rankings. And I do have Gibbs uh, one spot ahead of Montgomery. I've got him RB15. Montgomery is RB16. I think if you're looking at touchdown expectations, Montgomery obviously has that. But I think if uh, leaning into the matchup, I think that the Lions can go more pass heavy in this. We've seen them go more pass heavy over the last few weeks. So I think this could be more of a Gibbs game. Um, I'm not going to say that it's going to be more of a split backfield. I think that just weekly moving forward with David Montgomery back, this is going to be a backfield that's dependent upon matchups and game script. And I just think the matchup leans itself more to the Chargers, allowing production to receiving back. So I'll take Gibbs just barely over Montgomery this week. Let's jump into the who do I start tool. This is free to use for anybody at fantasypros.com slash start. Anybody can head there, put in their own starter sit questions up to four players at a time. You can even pick and choose which experts your decision draws from. It can be Debro, it can be Erickson, it can be both, or it can be neither, as I let everybody know every week. Again, that is free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. Debro, are you starting Jalen Warren or Jerome Ford this week? Oh, um, I've got Jerome Ford one spot ahead of Warren and it's just a volume play. Um, I think you're looking at floor. It's forward. If you go ceiling, it's Warren for me. You're, you're about- saying Jalen Warren's gonna have his best game of the year and you have Jerome Ford ranked <laughs> over him. Are you, are you serious? <laughs> Jerome Ford had what? 25 touches last He's week. I mean, look, I'm forecasting things. I'm not insane. Like started. <laughs> I'm not insane. Okay. I, mean, I, have Jalen, I, 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 for, I have Jalen Warren over Jerome Ford. I don't think Jalen Warren's going to have his best game of the year. So something, there's, there's a disconnect I I here, Debra. I my ranks. Let me go up. I, I was going to try and be nice <laughs> and let that slide. I was also no. surprised that that was no. the answer we got, given how effusively praising uh, Debra was and, of, and who's uh, of right, Jalen Warren. Right. Jerome Peer Ford pressured. and Jalen Warren. Jerome Peer Ford. pressured. Dead last Peer pressured. Jalen rate. Warren over Jerome Ford in my ranks. Peer, Thank you. Just to the people. Peer pressured. Peer pressured. <laughs> Uh, for whatever it's worth, Jerome Ford, when he <laughs> faced the Ravens in week four, uh, finished RB30 in half PPR. So that's uh, the mark he's trying so not to not his best game of the year is what you're telling <laughs> no. me. just want to be clear. No. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Here yeah, we th- go. Thank you for jumping in there, Eric. Like I said, I was trying to be nice, but uh, I think that was called for. Uh, Debro, uh, Alexander Madison or Najee Harris, the other Steelers running back. Um, I'm going to go Madison on this one. All right, and how about Tyler Algier or Brian Robinson? Oh, it's Algier by a mile. I want nothing to do with B-Rob this week. Erickson, you going to get on the Brian Robinson podium? I know, I I agree. Brian Robinson was a guy I don't like. I don't want to start him this week. I'm just getting flamed by you. I was just expecting it to be coming. I didn't know. Erickson, James Conner or Keaton Mitchell? I'm assuming you'll go with Conner. 
Yeah, I, I just again, you know, Keaton Mitchell just don't know what his role is going to be. So, and if the matchup was better, I no, I mean, I'm going to say I'm always going to take the touches. Put the over Connor for, for James Conner's snaps to be over 14 this week. So I think we're going to go with Conner. <laughs> uh, how about David Montgomery or Javante Williams? Oh, uh, this one, uh, I'm going to go with Javante. I, I yes. mean, look, we saw Easily. such a massive workload for him before the bye week, and it's a great match against the Bills. Again, so I like Javante. They're yeah, back to back in ECR, but I, I'm with you. I think okay. it's a clean sweep. I think we all like Javante better. Um, how about Rashad White or Jameer Gibbs? Rashad White, he's a bell cow, and Gibbs is not. Yeah. How about, and these guys are actually back to back in ECR, Rashad White or David Montgomery, two of your players. Oh. I think oh. I have Montgomery because, again, I like the touchdown equity with Montgomery more than so White. So all I heard is you don't like Rashad White as much this week than David Montgomery. Well, no, I mean, yeah. I did have David Montgomery also as a start, so I'm allowed to have a start okay. over another D- start D- player. D-Rose is that's trying allowed. to get you back, Erickson, and he knows he can't. He's well, it's because my rankings battle. match my takes, so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Here we go. You with that. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, G- well. Give me your, the gloves your top, are off, baby. <laughs> give me your top must-start wide receiver, D bro. <laughs> uh, my guy's gonna be Calvin Ridley. I'm gonna have him ranked aggressively this week, and I understand people have been out on Calvin Ridley. I get it's been a bumpy and crazy ride. It's been a roller coaster, people. But this week, I think we're gonna see a ceiling performance from Calvin Ridley. Since week five, the 49ers have been giving up more production to wide receivers. They have been struggling versus the deep ball. They have also utilized single high coverage on 55% of their defensive snaps. Why does this matter? It's because Calvin Ridley is eaten versus single high this this year. 25% target share, 46% air yard share. His yards per route run jumps above two. He leads this team in deep targets. Calvin Ridley is going to have a top 24 wide receiver week. Let's go. Erickson, how aggressively are you being on uh, Ridley this week? I think I'm wide receiver two range. I think he's a good start. Um, it, this is a, a matchup where the Jaguars receivers should be able to take advantage. I mean, the 49ers are another one of these pass funnel defenses that teams just really like to throw against them. So there should be a lot of volume in this matchup for Calvin Ridley. And uh, when he's gotten volume, he's usually delivered decent games this week. Erickson, this I got him at wide receiver 16. Is that OK or am I drunk? I think that's fine. I mean, do you have him okay. behind or ahead of Kirk? is my follow-up. I have him ahead of Kirk. Uh, Looking at the single high coverage, his target share has dropped to 16%. So I think we're going to see a wide margin uh, favoring Calvin Ridley this week. But you think that, I mean, I like both guys to start. I mean, you'd still say you'd still start Kirk though, right? Yeah, I still got Kirk. Kirk is still a top 24 wide receiver for me. Okay. All right, Erickson, who's your top must-start wide receiver? DK Metcalf. Dude, the planets are aligning for Metcalf to go absolutely nuclear this week against the Washington commanders who's on the injury report Tyler Lockett and Jack Smith and Jigba DK Metcalf look everyone is complaining about Metcalf they're like Geno Smith he can't play anymore it's like oh yeah well you know what happens when you play the Ravens and Browns in back-to-back weeks your numbers aren't going to look good like let's give some context to Geno Smith who people are like maybe they should play maybe they should play Drew Locke are you guys serious they played the Browns and Ravens in back-to-back weeks number one and number two past DVOA Spoiler, any quarterback that would have played those defenses would have looked bad. And the week before against the Cardinals where the Geno Smith didn't play as well, you know who didn't play in that game? DK Metcalf. So Metcalf, fully healthy, not on the injury report, unlike his other wide receiver teammates against the Commanders, third most fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. He caught one pass last week for 50 yards. Like, 
He's still seeing a ton of red zone targets. He has eight plus targets in three of his last five games. He leads the Seahawks in receiving yards. Like that should be a bonus question. It's like who leads the Seahawks, who leads the Seahawks receiving yards this year? People will be like, it's Metcalf. Yes, it is DK Metcalf, and he's missed a game. So I think that people that if you're worried about Metcalf, I know he's been disappointing. He's been like a wide receiver four this year on the season. He's going to bounce back big here. I, I think that this could be a monster game for Metcalf. So he needs to be in all starting lineups. Has anybody seen Drew Locke play football? Like, I, 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 when, when you said <laughs> I, that, I was like, people really can't be saying well, no, that, I mean, right? People, like, there are that, that, a lot that, of that, takes that, about Geno Smith being like, oh, he's turned back to a uh, pumpkin. He's not good anymore. It's like, Guys, like, he's had really tough matchups the last couple of weeks. Like, give the him a passing break. touchdowns haven't gone his way. If you look at the deeper metrics, Gino is not playing bad football, okay? So, g- g- people need to... Woo! I, I'm, Drew I'm Locke? Very, I'm very much with you on, on Gino versus Locke. That's absurd. Um, I will just say uh, to Metcalf, oh. you know, it's not just the last couple of weeks. Like, he has not finished as a wide receiver 20 or higher at all this season in half PPR scoring. Uh, he's been 21, 40, 23, 25, 36, 42, 47. So How many I touchdowns get why does people he have? are frustrated beyond just the last couple of weeks. How many touchdowns does he have? Uh, one? Two. He has one in week one and one week four. Yeah, so that's the thing. That's the thing that's missing is just the touchdowns, and and they're going to come. So Okay. Where, where do you have him ranked, Erickson? I forget if you said that. Wide receiver, it's either nine or ten. Oh, my top 10. Oof. I mean, yeah. I mean, he looked, I've got him as, as a wide receiver, too. I've got him as, as. I mean, ECR has him wide receiver 12. So, I mean, that's really yeah, high I'm, for a guy that, that. Like, we talked about, like, hasn't even been close to that at any yeah. point this season. So, yeah. Uh, Deeper, who's your next must start guy? Uh, the next thing I'm going to bring up here has got to be DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, going against Tampa Bay, they they cannot guard wide receivers. Their their pass defense has been abysmal this year. Second highest PPR points per target. We've seen that he's getting fed the rock with Will Levis under center. Six most receiving yards allowed this season to perimeter wide receivers. It's just another week where DeAndre Hopkins is going to get fed the ball, and he should be versus the secondary. Hopkins is actually one spot ahead of Metcalf in ECR. He's wide receiver 11. Is that too high, too low, or just right, D-Bro? No, I've got, I've got him in the same ilk. Um, I, I've i got T. Higgins over him, but I'm probably going to have to drop T. Higgins with a hammy issue. I mean, I think the conversation for Hopkins starts anywhere from wide receiver 7 to wide receiver 12 or 13. Somewhere in, Erickson, the, in the mid to low wide receiver 1 range. Where do you have Hopkins, Erickson? Again, he's wide receiver 11 in ECR. I'm moving him up, so I'm I'm probably moving yeah. him right actually behind DK Metcalf because look, it's a great matchup. He's seeing so. What, all what's the that wide receiver two for the week? What, what, <laughs> there's no, that, no, there's no. Like, who else is getting targets in the Titans? Is it going to be Kyle Phillips? Like, is that is that bad? Because like Traylon Burks has a concussion. Like, he may I kind of like play. Kyle Phillips this week, probably. Three K on DK. Three K on DK. I know. <laughs> Um, Man's got actually, rhymes, dropping bars. Actually, quickly, Debro, who would you rather start, DK Metcalf or DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. I just think the matchup is fantastic. He's going to get fed the ball. Um, and I, I don't disagree with any of Erickson's points here. Um, and we're going to bring up a, another Seattle Seahawks wide receiver here in a second. But I think that uh, DK can have a good game. I'm just higher on Hopkins. 
Say goodbye to your own start-sit dilemmas with Fantasy Pro's Start-Sit Assistant. Within seconds, you'll know exactly who to play for optimal results each and every week. Leveraging insights from numerous experts, the Start-Sit Assistant aligns your lineup decisions with the top minds in fantasy football, giving you a competitive edge. Maximize your lineup's potential with just a few clicks. Head to fantasypros.com slash myplaybook and make winning decisions in no time. Erickson, give me your next must-start receiver. Marquise Brown playing against the Atlanta Falcons at home. He's got Kyler Murray back. So instead of this like crazy uncatchable target rate that Marquise Brown has experienced this year, he's going to actually see targets within his radius where he can catch the ball. So just a reminder of what we saw with Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown last year, wide receiver six through the first six weeks of the season, eight games played without DeAndre Hopkins last year for Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown. Brown was averaging nearly 12.3 fantasy points per game and half PPR. That was wide receiver 15 last year so i think this is a really good spot for marquise brown who has just been getting absolutely fit. i mean he's so clearly the number one guy in that offense he's kyler murray's boy so i think marquise brown is in a really great bounce back spot he ran last week i think he had like a 40 percent target share last week again it's clayton tune but marquise brown's clearly the alpha in his passing game and i mean i expect a lot from this this cardinals offense in kyler murray's first game back maybe i know you might be want to be bearish on, on kyler murray because you're not really sure but I think this is an opportunity where you want to be a little bit more aggressive and start these guys in a good matchup at home. He's a wide receiver three in ECR. He's wide receiver 26 and half point PPR. That does seem a little low to me. Debra, where do you have Hollywood? I've got him at wide receiver 24, but Nico Collins is banged up. I can move him up to wide receiver. I think the conversation should be anywhere from mid wide receiver two, like wide receiver 18 to 24 for this week. Like Marquise Brown needs to be a top 24 guy. I was going to say that like 20 to 22 range seems right. I think 26 yeah. is too low. Yeah, um, D-Bro, the you referenced it or alluded to it that you have a Seahawks receiver coming up. Who you got? Uh, so assuming, and I know that he's on the injury report, so going to get the caveat there, but assuming that he plays, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is just going to stack another fantastic week this week. Uh, looking at the Washington secondary, since they've, uh, they, they've quietly been struggling versus slot wide receivers, fifth highest PPR points per game allowed our excuse me PBR points per target allowed to slot wide receivers tied for the most receiving touchdowns in the NFL allowed to slot wide receivers so Jackson Smith and Jigba we have seen the differing usage for him over the last few weeks a dot's kind of come up he's been getting more work in the red zone he scored some touchdowns I think assuming health this week and again that's the caveat is he going to play is he healthy I think Jackson Smith and Jigba needs to be in your lineups so DK Metcalf is wide receiver 12 this week. It is all in ECR. Uh, Tyler Lockett's wide receiver 22 and JSN is wide receiver 37. Is JSN your favorite relative to where each is individually ranked? Yes, I've got, I've actually got JSN over Tyler Lockett this week. I've got JSN at wide receiver 29. I've got Tyler Lockett at wide receiver 33. So I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of flipped and I'm, I'm higher on this passing attack as a, as a whole, but I think if you're not playing DK Metcalf as the wide receiver one in this offense this week, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is the two this week. Erickson, who's your last must-start receiver? Rashid Shahid taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Look at what Shahid's done this year. When they've played defenses that play mostly zone coverage, like Shahid has really been one of the more productive receivers for the New Orleans Saints. You look at the Vikings, they run mostly zone coverage, top 10 zone coverage rate this season. And we look at some of the DVOA, DVOA metrics, specifically what the Vikings do against number three wide receivers. 
fourth in targets to number three wide receivers. So Shahid is one of these flex guys that you have on your bench. We are like, do I start him this week? Do I don't start him this week? I think this is a week you can flex him. So again, if you don't feel good about like your third running back in your flex spot, you're like, Ugh, I need more upside. I, I think Shahid can deliver an upside play here. And if we're just, you know, looking at trends, last two games Shahid has gone off, been road games in domes. Rinse and repeat, baby. Rashid Shahid. Let's go. Debro, I always say you're the Saints guy. What do you think about Shahid? I think he needs to be somewhere hovering around the wide receiver three conversation. I think that he's already flashed a ceiling multiple times this season. I mean, I could easily point to the 100-yard receiving game, but he's also got receiving games of 80-plus littering his resume this year. So I'm a little bit higher on Michael Thomas than Shahid this week, just looking at where Derek Carr has gone when he's been blitzed and knowing that the Vikings are, <laughs> if there's anything the Vikings are going to do outside of play zone, they're going to blitz the ever living heck out of Derek Carr this week. So I think that Michael Thomas gets a little bit of a bump in that respect, but the answer could be just start all your saints wide receivers this week. Debro, are you starting Calvin Ridley or tank Dell? Oh, good Lord. You, you get, you're parsing between two of my loves this week. Um, I've got Calvin Ridley only three spots ahead of Tank Dell. So people might be surprised by that. But Tank Dell, I've got as a wide receiver 18 this week. I'm going Ridley, but it's close. Dell, the, Both guys are lower in ECR than you have them. But Dell is actually higher in ECR by a couple of spots. So that is going against the grain a little bit. But uh, you're obviously aggressive on both of them this week. How about DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Pittman? Oh, it's Hopkins. I think considering the matchup as well as the target share and not to say that Pittman's not going to get targets and it's not a, it's not a bad matchup for him. He's actually taken over the man coverage role uh, or man coverage beater role for the Colts as well as Josh Downs is banged up, but uh, I'm going to go Hopkins here. And then on JSN, like I said, he's ranked down in kind of like that wide receiver four range. He's wide receiver 37 in ECR. So who are some names that you're starting him over that might surprise people? Um, I'll start him over Jerry Judy. I'm going to start in my set over Tyler Lockett. Uh, I will consider, depending on what you need for your team, if it's a case of ceiling, I think he's in the conversation to start over Jordan Addison this week, too. Okay. Erickson, how about DK Metcalf or Brandon Ayuk? Oh, that's a good one. No, I guess they'll start Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, <laughs> it's too good. I had to see where I the line of demarcation was yeah. for that one. Couldn't get that aggressive, <laughs> but obviously you, if you said, If you said... And even though I have, I have to update my rankings, you said Devontae Adams or DK Metcalf, I would probably Ooh. say Metcalf, just I, the vibes with Metcalf are so much better than Adams is right now. It's a wow. match, horrible matchup for Adams oh, versus and the I, Jets. Oof. Yeah. It's just, and like, I, 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 it's tough to like kind of reprogram my brain with Adams because I'm like, well, he has a rookie quarterback and like rookie quarterbacks are just bad for their receivers. So it's something yeah. I'm trying to kind of reprocess but and antonio pierce baby ceiling. he's all about feeding some josh jacobs these days yeah that's man. the other thing too so, and if you look at the jets defense like they beat them on the ground or through the ground than through yep. the air so i mean adams had one first half target last week how about marquise brown or chris godwin i do like chris godwin this week i actually almost thought about making him one of the starts but i wanted to dive deeper with shahid uh but when it comes to the target share and the touchdown upside i think marquise brown is still the guy i prefer Hollywood. Shahid is wide receiver 40 in ECR as of this morning. So same question as I asked Debra for JSN, who are some names that might surprise people that you are starting Shahid over this week, Erickson? I mean, I would, again, 
I would probably start him over a lot of running backs that I just don't feel great about. I'm like, oh, this running back, like, why do I want to play this guy? Like, the 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 floor running backs, essentially. Like, I want to play Shahid over those guys because we know Shahid can boom off these massive games. I think this is a spot where he can have a big game. Again, against the Blitz, if he gets man-to-man looks, you could see him ripping off a big play if it doesn't go to Michael Thomas. So uh, that's why I brought up Shahid. But in terms of other receivers, I'd probably start him over. Like, I want to start him over Jacoby Myers. Um, Michael Thomas, I would still start him over because I think Thomas is the floor guy. Like four I got 40, two like, for you, Erickson. Shahid or Demario Douglas? I think it's... Yeah, I would still start Douglas. I would start okay. Douglas still. Shahid or George Pickens? I think I'd probably start Shahid. I'd have to have them in rankings, mm-hmm. but like yeah, it. I think Shahid is just... I like it. When you have these boomer bust receivers that all kind of look the same, it's like, well, who has a better matchup? And it's like, Shahid, if you just look on the season, you know, who do you think has more receiving yards this year between George Pickens and Rashid Shahid? Right, it'd be... Everyone would say George Pickens by like a landslide, I think it's Shahid, right? isn't it? It's 521 Pickens, 501 Rashid Shahid. It's like almost exactly the same. Okay. And their rankings don't necessarily reflect that no, whatsoever, even though they have the exact same total amount of touchdowns. So I would go mm-hmm. Shahid. Let's move to the must-start quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses slash special teamses. Debro, who you got at QB, TE, DST? <laughs> special teamses. <laughs> well, for the for these uh, for this three packs, I'm gonna go start <laughs> off with uh, Kyler Murray, baby. I, I'm I'm gonna put the money where the mouth is. Kyler Murray against the Atlanta Falcons, who have faltered in the last few weeks as a pass defense. Since week five, Atlanta's allowed the fourth most passing touchdowns per game, fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. I think Kyler Murray. Uh, he sounds the horn, man. I am back, and he is going to have a fantastic week this week. Um, after Kyler Murray, um, staying on the the teenses, uh, tight ends for me, it has to be Hunter Henry. Uh, looking at the matchup, he played his uh, highest snap share since week two. I think the health is better for Hunter Henry, and the matchup is there for him. Uh, Indy is allowing the second most fantasy points to tight ends, fourth most receiving yards per game. So Hunter Henry is going to be a tight end one for me this week. And the, as far as the DST, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, they're going to demolish Jordan Love this week. Since week five, they are DST nine. They are top 10 in pressure rate, sacks, and interceptions. Uh, getting Cam Hayward back is a boost for this defense. But Joey Porter Jr. has been amazing. Everybody that's not a Yenzer might not be wise to this. Joey Porter Jr. has been the truth. That dude has been amazing. Like, I don't, it's kind of crazy to me why he has not been starting the entire year. But now that he's in the starting lineup, he's been shutting that guys down. He shut down DeAndre Hopkins and shadowed him when they played the Titans. So can he do the same to Christian Watson? Fully believe, believe he can. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Ravens, if Zay Flowers hadn't gotten to them in the draft, were going to take Joey Porter Jr. <sighs> and if they had, like, ima- the defense already, I mean, as it you, is, just adding with, with him. Him and Brandon Stevens on the outside, Worm, like, I mean, oh, like, yeah. I'm glad the Ravens got Zay Flowers, but it's fun to think about if they had gone the. Uh, I keep thinking Joe about this offseason. What I want to see the Steelers do is go out, sign Jalen Johnson. And then you have a cornerback tandem du jour for the next five to six years with Joey Porter Jr. and Jalen Johnson. What what I want to see is for them not to do that because I don't want to face that (laughs) in the division. Uh, I want to ask about Kyler. Uh, So he's currently in ECR QB 12. Some of the names around him, Sam Howells, QB 10, Geno Smith is 11, Russell Wilson's 13, Baker Mayfield 14. Are you starting Kyler over all these guys? Just, I mean, the upside's. Once he's on the field, the upside's really high. 
I've got him as QB 10 this week. I, what I think is the, if you look at, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up a name and this could be blasphemy to a lot of people. I think there's a pretty good case to start Kyler Murray over Justin Herbert this week. The matchup's not good. Justin Herbert has not looked, I mean, he's looked like a shell of himself. This offense is struggling. And I think the Lions could stomp the Chargers. Erickson, where do you sit with that? Like, would you play Kyler over Justin Herbert? Or am I just, am I insane? No, I'd probably still play Justin Herbert. I still think okay. Justin Herbert's good. And I mean, it still could be a shootout. It's in a dome. Let's get the Lions. They're going to score points okay. on their defense. So. Herbert's QB4 in ECR, so he is ranked very highly. I think that might be a little high, though. If you haven't heard about Whatnot yet, allow me to introduce you to this incredible platform. Whatnot is the world's leading live shopping platform, often described as a unique blend of eBay and Twitch. Here's how it works. Streamers go live to conduct auctions where they sell a wide range of items, including sports cards, jerseys, sneakers, and much more. Recently, in the hobby of sports card collecting, the highly anticipated NFL product Flawless was released. It's been making waves in the hobby, with cards worth six figures or more being pulled on a daily basis. One player I think is going to have a great week this week is Geno Smith going up against the Washington Commanders, especially after they traded away their pass rushers a couple weeks ago. Geno does great when he's not being pressured. I think the Seahawks passing game is going to have a huge bounce back in Week 10. When on whatnot, you can invest in Geno Smith or any other player you think will do well just by purchasing his card. You can snag a $10 discount on your first purchase by going to fantasypros.com slash whatnot and signing up. Don't miss out on this exciting opportunity. Again, sign up when you go to fantasypros.com slash whatnot to redeem your $10 discount. The link will also be in the description. Um, Erickson, who's who's your quarterback tight end in defense? Geno Smith. Look, back-to-back really bad weeks uh, against two of the toughest defenses in the NFL in terms of the pass defense. Uh, that's not the case. The commanders are one of the worst defenses. And if the Patriots had a semblance of life on offense, Mac Jones could have had a productive game and they didn't have Jalen Rager out there uh, catching all the deep balls. Or, should I say, dropping all the deep passes. So I love DK Metcalf. We talked about the Seahawks receivers a little bit, and therefore I love G- Geno Smith. So I know he's been disappointed the last couple of weeks. I would go right back to him with confidence at home against the commanders. I feel really great about Geno Smith. Uh, tight end, third guy, third time brought him up, Trey McBride. You know, I, w- I didn't feel great about marking him as a sit last week after coming off a 14-target game, but I was like, you know what? The matchup's out there, and he bombed. <laughs> he was horrible. So I felt good about that, but I'm going back to him now because he's got Kyler Murray, and the matchup is there. This is the first time we've seen Trey McBride an actual plus matchup for tight ends in the wake of the Zach Ertz injury. The Atlanta Falcons allowing the most catches, second most targets to tight ends this season. So Trey McBride talked about how the team is feeling super energized and reinvigorated with Kyler Murray, with James Conner back in the fold. I really like this Cardinals offense a lot this week to put on a show at home in Murray's first game back. So McBride still had strong peripheral metrics, still had five targets or a 25% target share in Clayton Toon's first start um, and maybe hopefully last start. So I, I like McBride this week. So if he gets, especially if he got dropped after a bomb game, I would scoop him up and start him this week. And then my must-start DST is the Seahawks defense. Um, Sam Howell is a turnover-prone quarterback. Threw some picks last week against the Patriots. Gets sacked a lot, and they throw the ball a ton. So how do you get DST points, sacks, turnovers, and what starts that is dropbacks. It would not surprise mm-hmm. me if the Commanders lead the NFL in dropbacks this week in Week Ten. So that pro- projects well for the Seahawks defense at home. Erickson, are you starting Geno Smith or CJ Stroud this week? Let me see. I mean, if I just want to be a prisoner of the moment, I would just start CJ Stroud, but 
Well, if you want to be right, start. too, you're starting to start. Stroud. Should we start Geno Smith? Stroud is QB7. Geno Smith is QB11 this week, but you're starting Geno, you said? Yeah, Geno. I mean, you just look at the implied team totals. The Seahawks have the fifth highest implied team total on the slate, and the Texans are not even in the top 15. So, Debra, do I see this right that you have Stroud QB5? Mm-hmm. I sure do. I think the tank tail goes off. It. I think Dalton Schultz. Uh, you beat the Cincinnati pass defense, both with deep passing and via the tight end. I think Stroud has a, another banner game. Sits. Fellas, we are talking about the week 10 must sits. We are now officially into the second half of the season for everybody. Let's start off where we always do at the running back position. And Erickson, I will start with you. Who is your number one must sit running back of week 10? Gus Edwards, third time in a row. I'm bringing him up on the show. I am one and one hit two weeks ago, <laughs> came up short last week because he scored two touchdowns and went over 50 rushing yards on five carries um, against a, what I thought was an elite Seahawks run defense did not work out that way. But I mean, look, eventually Gus Edwards is not going to find the end zone. Um, just the fact that the Ravens are scoring rushing touchdowns at an unsustainable rate. They're going to throw more touchdowns eventually, and that's going to hurt Gus Edwards. You're seeing this backfield kind of turn into a three-way committee now. Now they're talking about getting Keaton Mitchell more involved. Justice Hill continues to be involved. So just factoring the matchup against the Browns, it's a tougher matchup overall. I don't expect a lot of scoring. Just look at the total in this game. It's I think it's like 36-37. Just not a good environment for scoring. And when you look at the Ravens when they played the Browns earlier this year, they were gifted red zone possessions. Like the Browns kept turning the ball over because they started DTR. So even though they put up 28 points, that 28 points, I think is a little bit fraudulent. So I don't think that the Ravens are going to score a ton in this game overall. So if that's not going to happen, then Gus Edwards is going to suffer. So I'm going to be keeping him on the bench this week. Yeah, I, I do think the Ravens will kind of win in a similar fashion to it, the way they did against DTR because I just do think Deshaun is going to struggle against this defense as well. Like the Ravens defense, specifically pass defense, does a lot of things that Deshaun Watson doesn't like to go against, at least this new iteration of him. But obviously the defense of Cleveland is super good. So I, I totally get that. Uh, Debra, we talked, you know, Erickson and I talked a bit about Gus Edwards on Tuesday's show. So I want to get your opinion here too. kind of rest of the season. There's so many factors going on with Gus. He's scoring all these touchdowns. He's clearly the top option when they're down at the goal line, but he's not getting a ton of volume. We just had this amazing breakout from Keaton Mitchell. What do you kind of make of Edwards going forward here? Not just in this matchup against what is a very tough defense, but in general rest of season on Edwards, Debra. I mean, I look at Edwards as a top 24 running back rest of season. Um, I think that we also need to understand the context of Keaton Mitchell getting the run in garbage time. And the thing that I think we need to also understand is that Gus Edwards has been playing extremely good. Like all of his tackle breaking metrics have risen massively over the last few weeks. He's top 20 in almost everything I can find as far as efficiency for running backs. So I don't look at Edwards as playing himself out of this role. And if anything, if Keaton Mitchell does earn a more substantial role moving forward, that's not going to come at the expense of Gus Edwards. That comes at the expense of Justice Hill to me. So I don't think Gus Edwards is losing his job. He's still a top 24 back rest of season. And with Baltimore continuing to find itself and playing better as an offense moving forward, top 20, top 24 back moving forward. We actually do have a poll on Spotify on our most recent episode about Keaton Mitchell. I want to get your guys' opinion on that as well, since he just had such a you know stellar kind of breakout game there in week nine. The question that we have posed that everybody should go vote in, will Keaton Mitchell lead the Ravens backfield in fantasy points the rest of the season? 
Dero, what do you think about that? It sounds like you're saying no, it'll still be Gus. No, no. As long, assuming Gus Edwards' health, and I know he's dealing with the toe issue, which he's not on the injury report this week. So again, going back to last week's performance, him getting pulled in that game, if he's not on the injury report this week, then we got to assume that that was just because of the blowout. So again, he's playing good. This is his backfield, assuming health. No, it's easy, Gus Edwards, for me. Yeah, that, that was interesting to me, though, because he got his last touch was the first play of the third quarter. They were only up by 14. Mm-hmm. It's not like this was already a 30-point blowout when he stopped getting touches. So I, I was surprised how early they pulled him if it's not injury-related. Yep, but agreed. Yeah, that, that was interesting. Erickson, what do you think about that uh, poll question? Will Keaton Mitchell lead the Ravens' backfield in fantasy points the rest of the way? I mean, I, I don't think I can confidently say any of these Ravens running because the Ravens have shown us through years when it's not J.K. Dobbins, like they're willing to just go with whoever is playing well. And right now, Gus Edwards is obviously playing well. But something I want to point out about the Ravens is they've had a pretty easy schedule like to start the year, and they have the most difficult schedule for the rest of the season when it just comes to looking at the average total wins of their second half opponents. So Gus Edwards has been playing with leads. Like that's why he's been effective. Like he's had almost like the perfect run. And when they've played good teams, it's been at home. So they've had that advantage when they fall behind. Who's in the game? Is it Gus Edwards? I don't think so. <laughs> like they've shown like more back and forth contests. They like Justice Hill. And now maybe they like Keith Mitchell because they want an explosive element to get more points where Gus Edwards is the guy they use to kind of grind out clock as they, a, uh, the banger back. So again, I would, I, if I had to bet on it, I would bet on Gus Edwards, but I'd rather take like, if I can get like longer shot odds on Keaton Mitchell, like that's probably where I would see more value. I'm um, just looking at this backfield for the rest of the season. To Erickson's point, their their uh, his schedule kind of gets pretty tough as far as uh, when you start week 12. Like I think you could run on the Browns a little bit better than most people do, um, and he gets the Bengals after this week. But after that, I mean, weeks 12 through 15 are horrendous. The Chargers the Rams, who are now a pass funnel, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like that's a pretty rough schedule. The results of that poll so far, Keaton Mitchell, yes, about 40% of the vote. Yes, he will lead the backfield in fantasy points the rest of the way. About 60% saying no. Debro, give me your top must-sit running back. Prisoners of the moment, man. You hate <laughs> to see it, man. People just overreacting to one little snippet. It was an exciting um, week. I get, he had it. Four, I get well, it. He had four carries <laughs> in the first half. He it, had four carries. Yeah. He had 14 snaps the entire freaking game, but whatever. <laughs> I'll, 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 I digress. I'll move on. Uh, my first guy to bring up here is Kareem Hunt. Um, his snaps declined to 29% last week. I think the people need to understand that Jerome Ford is healthier. He got a whopping dose of volume last week. And with Kareem Hunt, he's been one of the most inefficient running backs in the NFL this year. Amongst 45 qualifying running backs, this man's 44th in missed tackles, forced per attempt, and dead last in yards after contact per attempt so looking at all that as well as you add in baltimore has the ninth highest stuff rate this year so i think that we're just going to see another week of kareem hunt just running into brick walls maybe he sucks at a touchdown because he outpaced jerome ford and red zone touches but if jerome ford is healthier this week which i hope he is then I think Kareem Hunt has to be a sit. I know he's in that flex conversation for people weekly, but I do not want to put him in my flex spot this week. Yeah, Hunt's RB32 and half PPR running back rankings. Is that too high, too low, or just right, D-Barra? 
Um, I'm looking to see where I've got him. I want to say it's a little bit too high. Uh, Kareem Hunt, where are you at? Well, I mean, he I've has got to him score, right at RB32. Touchdown, like that's only yeah. he's good for. He scored five touchdowns the last four games. Like that's not. I don't think that's going to keep up because if he doesn't score, he's going to give you a zero. So well, and I, I've got him at RB32. But I mean, honestly, like as I kind of continue to look at my ranks, knowing that I'm going to update some more of this, like I'll play Tyler Algier over him. Um, I will move Devin Singletary over him if Damian Pierce gets ruled out. Um, there's a bunch of guys in that that scrum there in that RB3 range. Like, even give me Justice Hill over Kareem Hunt. And I feel like they are the Spider-Man gift. Like, they're staring at each other like, huh, you, me, you, me. No, no. So all those yeah. guys I would play over Kareem Hunt this week. Erickson, give me your next must-sit running back. Uh, Brian Robinson is facing the Seattle Seahawks this week. I know Seattle got run over last week by the Ravens, but that's a different team. I don't think that the Commanders are a team that can actually run the football. They can only run it when they're winning in games. They want to throw the ball. You know, having one of the highest pass rates over expectation this season, they just more than happy to just drop back and throw with Sam Howell. So, look, I'm going to believe that the Seahawks' run defense bounces back. Another week with Leonard Williams in the fold. They're playing at home. And Brian Robinson is still losing out on pass game work to Antonio Gibson. So, Seattle jumps out to a 10-0 lead. Brian Robinson might be cooked, like, at that point, And he needs to score. So, um, I would try to get away from Brian Robinson. And yeah, I think that he's like a sell high guy, you know, based on the touchdown. And he also fumbled last week too. So again, they didn't go away from him necessarily to Gibson because they still like Brian Robinson as a, Brian Robinson as their starter. But again, Gibson is still like Gibson at least looked a little bit better to me. So maybe you could see more of a split um, here up in week 10. Would you be that surprised, Erickson, if after the fumble last week, if we saw more Chris Rodriguez this week? Because we've already seen that in in previous iterations. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. It's like, you know, we saw Chris Rodriguez play like a couple snaps like in the red zone like a couple weeks ago and then they just never went back to him again. It was just like weird. Yeah. Like, so yeah, it's always possible. It's just like, I would say Brian Robinson is like, he's just really fringe. Like, I don't yeah. feel good about playing him, which is why I obviously brought him up here. And I, again, the matchup's not good. Um, Even though Seattle got run over last week, I think that was more about the Ravens just totally curb stomping the Seahawks defense versus, oh, well, the Seahawks run defense sucks when, Every other week this year, they've been lights out. Robinson is RB26 in our staff rankings. Um, again, that's half PPR. That's been about his floor in most games this year. He's had a couple games lower, but for the most part, he's been in that you know RB2 range uh, most weeks. Do you think that's a fair ranking, Erickson, and you're just avoiding him because you don't believe in the ceiling this week, or do you think that's actually too high? I mean, I have an RB thirty RB thirty one. So there are other guys I would prefer over him, and those other like 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 the Tyler Algiers, like. Basically, I would rather play a lot of running back twos on teams with better matchups. Mm-hmm. Like probably play Najee over Brian Robinson, even though I have Warren ranked higher than Najee. Probably play Zach Moss over Robinson. Cream so Hunt like or more. Brian Robinson? I'd play Brian Robinson over Cream Hunt, but okay. that's about it. And like Devin Singletary, I have right next to Brian Robinson, but I don't expect Damon Pierce to play. Open the week with a DNP. That's usually like a pretty grim sign. I mean, you missed the week before. So Devin Singletary, I'll just bet on the touches i know he's not very good but he played 75 percent of the snaps and he plays on a good offense so i would probably play singletary over robinson as well if you guys need new tires for your car discount tire is your go-to they have exceptional service and you get a 30 percent shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at discounttire.com. they have this really cool feature called treadwell which is an online tire buying guide that gives you transparency on tire performance as well as personalized recommendations based on your location and driving habits discount tire is also the largest independent tire retailer 
in the country. So it has the biggest selections of tires and wheels. And here's a pro tip from the experts at Discount Tire. You can prevent wear and boost gas mileage by keeping your tires properly inflated. Tire pressure supports the weight of your vehicle and is important to check for safety. So if it's been over a month since you last checked your tire pressure, stop by one of their local stores for a free tire safety and air pressure check. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Debra, hit me with your next must-sit running back. Well, we keep talking about all these flex plays and stuff. I don't want people putting Zach Moss in their flex this week. Uh, he His role has been vaporized. Jonathan Taylor is fully back. He is the workhorse. He is cl- getting close to bell cow usage. I think the ramp up is done. Um, and if it's not done, then we're going to see Jonathan Taylor playing 80% plus snaps. So looking at Zach Moss... The the workload, like I said, has gone away. Last week, only seven touches, 26 total yards, and he's not getting any pass game usage because Taylor ran all the routes, basically. Uh, he's also losing out to red zone work, so there's just no parts or pieces or reasons to even worry about plugging in Zach Moss into your lineups, but I know he has been that good and still a part of this backfield for multiple weeks, even with JT active. So I have to bring him up this week to understand, like let people know, do not flex this guy. You're looking at a backup running back that should be like in the RB 40 range outside the top uh, 36 running backs this week. And this is now kind of your saying moving forward. It's not just specifically this matchup. It's you, sh- you should stop playing this guy most weeks. Yes. Yes. All right, I think that's fair. Uh, Erickson, give me your next uh, must sit running back. James Cook placing the Denver Broncos. So Cook has obviously been disappointing the last couple of weeks, really hasn't done a ton. The Bills just haven't really shown that they can establish the run game whatsoever. They signed Leonard Fournette a couple of weeks ago. Fournette was inactive this past week. I would expect him to probably at least suit up for this next game. I haven't seen anything about his current status yet, but another week ramped up. I think that just based on how bad the run game is in, I think that the Bills would be willing to try anything at this point. And, Cook obviously doesn't have touchdown upside because he doesn't get any red zone usage. So that's something that's always a given. So really the bet on Cook is like, all right, he has to like rip off this like 80 yard touchdown. Like that's what you're betting on when you start Cook every single week. And you look at the Denver Broncos, you're like, okay, well, they've been a defense that's given up a lot of big plays, but that was really all against like the Miami Dolphins and Brees Hall. Like, but besides that, the last couple of weeks, they placed the Chiefs twice. Isaiah Pacheco, look at him. He's an explosive running back. Did really much nothing. So you're looking at the last three running backs they have faced. The top finishes have been RB21, RB16, and RB41. So two of those were Pacheco, and one of those was A.J. Dillon. So, I mean, you're hoping that James Cook can be like RB20. And, you know, that's where I have him ranked in that RB back in RB2 range. But I don't think there is a ton of upside unless he rips off that massive run, which just based on the fact that the Bills are going away from the run game, they just can't really run the football. I think that you can probably sit James Cook for another player with probably more upside this week. He actually is. What if exa- I told you? Go, go ahead. Corn. I was just gonna say he is exactly RB twenty in the expert consensus rankings as well. So you're you're very much in line with consensus, Erickson. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. You, go ahead, Debra. What if I told you I had James Cook ranked as an RB three this week, Erickson? <sighs> I I don't want to play James Cook. Like if Uncle Lenny is active, it, plus what have they shown any kind of commitment to James Cook? Like I will play. Alexander Madison over James Cook. Give me Jerome Ford over James Cook. I'll play Deontay Foreman in the Thursday night game over James Cook. I will play Jalen Warren over James Cook. All of these guys are producing and getting very similar workloads. Like there's just not a lot of parts or pieces where anything screaming outside of the supposed great matchup, which Erickson hit the nail on the head. Pacheco hasn't even done anything versus this team. 
And that's a team. Kansas City is trying to get their run game established, and they still haven't done anything. Do we think James Cook behind a lesser offensive line is going to do anything? No. Mm -mm. Last five games for Cook in half PPR, he's finished RB 41, 31, 8, 28, and 31. So four of the last five weeks, he's not only been an RB 3, he's been an RB 4, you know, at least one of those times. So. Uh, definitely a tough stretch for him here. I think we're still ranking him as an RB2, but just based yeah. off of name cachet alone and not the production. Well, and again, we said this for the last couple of weeks too, like given the teams on by and the injuries, like you have to rank people mm-hmm. somewhere, but I, I get it on Cook. I mean, I, there's no reason to be aggressive on him. I mean, week. I just feel a lot of people are going to ask about James Cook. Like, what is, yeah. just like just saying, just, you can just bench him. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, that's I mean straight up Erickson, here. Alexander Madison or James Cook. And I know you have not been a big proponent of Madison either. So... <laughs> Hit, hit me with Madison it. Madison keeps catching all the breaks because Cam Akers is out for the season now, and yeah. I'm not like a Ty Chandler person. So I mean, the Saints matchup's not necessarily great either. But I'll take I'll take Dobbs. I'll take Madison. Saints can't stop mobile quarterbacks. So you'll play Jalen Warren over James Cook too, right? I mean, he's way safer. Like he's got the floor, and he's yep. the better running back on his team. I know that. So yeah, all top right. twenty four running back in seven of his last eight games too. Debra, Just throwing g- that give me there. your next uh, and last must start running back. Okay, I know people are going to throw this in my face because Rashad White scored two touchdowns. Mine, that's two of his three only touchdowns of the season. Um, so when I bring this up, I'm going to say temper expectations on Joe Mixon. In the previous four games, the Houston Texans have clamped down against the run. Those two touchdowns for Rashad White are two of only three rushing touchdowns over the last four games. So good luck chasing that. When you're talking about also since week five, this run defense is bottom 10 in basically everything you look at. Fifth lowest fantasy points allowed via rushing. Second lowest explosive run rate. Sixth lowest yards after contact per attempt. Now, can Joe Mixon get there on checkdowns because Chase is banged up? T. Higgins left practice this week as, w- with a hamstring injury, so I don't even know if he plays this week. Could Mixon get there based off of just pulling his best Uncle Lynn impression and getting checkdowns and not doing much but scoring once? It's possible. But if he does not get into the end zone this week, I'm telling you that Joe Mixon's probably going to be letting you down. He's RB9 in ECR. Is Do you have Ooh. him outside your top 10? I have him at... Uh, he is... I, I've bounced him anywhere between RB11, 12 to being a mid-range RB2 this week. Okay. Let's do some player comparisons here with the Who Do I Start tool. This is free to use at fantasypros.com slash start. Anybody can head there and put in their own starter sit questions up to four players at a time, which is a feature I really like. You can even pick and choose which experts your decision draws from. Again, this is free at fantasypros.com slash start. Erickson, would you rather start in the same game, Gus Edwards or Jerome Ford this week? I'm going to start Jerome Ford um, because I'm more confident that I mean, he led the team in targets last week. Like, like I mean, he's going to get peppered with targets. So that's where I feel confident about him having a role in this offense. And that, I think, is more sticky snaps, the touches, the targets versus, well, Gus Edwards has to score a touchdown. Like, Drum Ford doesn't have to score a touchdown to be productive in fantasy. So that's why I'm going to start him. How about Brian Robinson or Chuba Hubbard? Coming at me with the Thursday night players, Worm. <laughs> I'm going to go with Chuba Hubbard here. But people listening won't know because the game's already over. And then how about James Cook or Ramondre Stevenson? I'm just I'm just picking on Worm because we're not allowed to use Thursday players for our start sits. <laughs> um, 
you said the, the sit show gets out early enough that people will hear this one. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> there are plenty of guys I would have. I would have talked about Jim Hubbard as a sit if I could have. Uh, oh, dear Lord. To. Here we go. Erickson uh, so ranting and screaming at clouds. Uh, James Cook or Ramadre Stevenson? Oh, uh, Stevenson. Easy. Pick, right. pick up that white flag, D, bro. Pick it up, man. <laughs> I already did. I already did. Of course. Of course. Last week, I'm, I'm like, man, I don't know about Rashad White. He scores twice. I don't know, man. I'm just done with Mondre. Mondre breaks off like his only big run of the entire freaking season. <laughs> fair, I'm like, he didn't really do anything else in that game besides well, the no, one that's big why, run. That's always but... funny because it's like, yeah. of course, like D-Bro's like, I'm finally ready to give up. And then you finally see the explosive I've from had, Andre. I've had, faith. Yeah. I've had faith up until that point. He breaks <laughs> off long run, and I'm like, oh, just I, I uh, give up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Debro, Kareem Hunt or Zach Moss. They're back to back in the rankings. You picked both of them. Who would you rather start? Ugh. I'll go Kareem Hunt only because he does still have a red zone role, which Moss does not. Um, and then also, since you know Mixon is ranked so high in ECR, I just wanted to ask who are some other interesting names you would start over Joe Mixon? Um, I know everybody is so extremely down on Tony Pollard, but the matchup is amazing. Um, same thing with B. John Robinson. I'd start both of those guys over Joe Mixon. I know Joe Mixon, but we've talked about Joe Mixon in the last few weeks. He's not playing amazing. The matchups have been extremely good. And I also think it's a red flag that he couldn't take advantage of a Buffalo Bills run defense last week, which everybody has been running all over this year. Yeah. Let's go to the must-sit wide receivers. Erickson, starting with you. George Pickens. Uh, his targets have been erased, eradicated <laughs> with Deontay Johnson back in the line. Look at the four games that Deontay Johnson has played. George Pickens has a 17% target share in those games. He has finished as wide receiver 51, wide receiver 19, wide receiver 45. And last week, wide receiver 103. Because <laughs> he couldn't get his feet in bounds. Um, yeah, it's just not a good spot for George Pickens. He's not the alpha in the targets. He's, he basically just runs go routes on the perimeter and sideline routes, which are just like hard to sustain. I know we talked about Pickens as like a, a sell high guy when Deontay Johnson was coming back. And now we're starting to see like, this is the issue with him in his role in this anemic offense. So it's tough to trust. The matchup also isn't great either. Might catch some coverage from Jair Alexander. The Packers have been overall pretty good against wide receivers. Sixth best, or excuse me, seventh best against perimeter receivers seventh best overall against fantasy wide receivers this season. So George Pickens, and also he had this like really weird, like he like scrubbed his Steelers stuff on social media, like after just like one bad game where he didn't get the ball enough. And it was like really weird. And they asked Mike Tomlin about it. He's like pebble in my shoe, man. Like, I don't really care about this. So just like weird vibes overall for George Pickens. So I'm not so sure that this is like, Oh, a squeaky wheel game. Like they're going to get him the ball. It's like, they just want to win. And there's a way the Steelers win is ugly. It's not flashy, which doesn't play in George Pickens favor. So I'm going to sit George Pickens. It, he said pebble in my shoe. That sounds super annoying. Actually, that doesn't sound like nothing. <laughs> I've never heard that know. phrase before as like to mean that means nothing. But I mean, it sounds okay. like nothing to me. I don't know. I mean, it's a classic Tomlinism. It just I, I feel like you're walking along and you have a, like a rock in your shoe. That's super annoying. Well, well, he didn't say I mean, a rock. I mean, he but said does, a that, does that it's, mean that he's going to get the ball to George Pickens? I guess this is just a better way to. No, like, no, I, mean, I don't know. Pickens, I'm just confused by it. <laughs> um, I mean, if we're going to take if we're going to take the Tomlinism a little bit further, then if anything, you should be a little more worried about Pickens. If he's the, if he is the pebble in the shoe, then what do you do with the pebble? You yeah, just well, take you the shoe and you empty it out and you forget <laughs> you about it. Because it's annoying. Pebble, it's not nothing. Put the pebble in the shoe on the bench. He's not even out there. Um, Pickens oh, is, is wide receiver 33 this week in ECR. Erickson, where do you have him? 
I have Pickens. I mean, I could probably move him down probably even because he I mean, he's already like been like a boomer bust receiver I mean, anyway. I mean, yeah, let, let me change the question. Are you starting him as at any point as long as Deontay Johnson is healthy or is this more specifically about this week's matchup? I mean, he has one good game with Deontay Johnson playing and he's played four. Yep. So it's like the odds are, especially given the matchup, that this is probably not going to be a trend that continues favorably for him. There are yeah. other like George Pickens versus Gabe Davis. Rather start Gabe Davis. He's got Josh yep. Allen, and it's like they could both basically do the same. They do the same thing every single week. They boom or bust. I'll give but- you a good one, Erickson. Michael Thomas or George Pickens. I'm, I'm going to start MT over George Pickens this week. I mean, at least I, I know MT is going to get me four for 40. Feel feel confident about that. <laughs> Pickens, Pickens will get you one for, for 22. You know, like maybe he got just one pass. So, yeah. I All right, let's, take get, MT. Let's, let's move on from Pickens. D-Bro, give me your first must-sit wide receiver. It's got to be Amari Cooper. And this comes down to if we think, and uh, I do believe, that uh, Deshaun Watson is going to struggle, foreshadowing, Um, then Amari Cooper, his wide receiver one, is going to struggle as well. Baltimore has been a shutdown pass defense. Yes, I said it, Worm, all season. Baltimore allowing the lowest PPR points per target and only two receiving touchdowns the entire season to boundary wide receivers. Well, that's Amari Cooper's deal. So, Goodbye, Amari Cooper. You're not doing much of anything this week. Yeah, I, I said this. I, I alluded to this earlier when we were talking about Gus Edwards. But, like, I think that people are putting way too much stock in the fact that the Browns had DTR out there the first time they faced this Ravens defense. This Ravens defense makes every quarterback look like a fifth-round rookie in his first career game. I mean, I think they're going to put fair. Deshaun Watson in an absolute blender th- this entire Deshaun game. Deshaun might just all of a sudden, oh! the shoulder is acting up a little bit oh no listen these guys are talented enough that they could prove me wrong but i will absolutely not be starting a single brown outside of maybe jerome ford in any lineup this week i just wouldn't trust any of them disagree um all right erickson give me your next must sit wide receiver jacoby myers somebody has to stop this man from scoring all the touchdowns uh Devontae adams (laughs) needs to get his (laughs) so i was like erickson are you going to be that hero (laughs) so I, I talked about Myers last week, and of course, he scores a rushing touchdown, like a wide, a wide receiver scoring a rushing touchdown on like an end around play. Look, he's playing the Jets. It's the worst matchup you could ask for for wide receivers. Myers has been running supernova hot when it comes to touchdown production this year, but last week he had five targets. He has yet to eclipse 40 receiving yards in both starts by Aiden O'Connell this season. I mean, this game is so gross. Raiders, Jets, <laughs> how did we get this game on Sunday night football? The entire so. primetime slate is gross. It's, well, it's Bears, it's Panthers, Jets. Raiders, I mean, to Jets. Be fair, the schedule makers thought games, it was going to be, to be fair, the schedule makers thought it was going to be Jimmy G versus Aaron Rodgers whenever this was eventually, when this was first. I'm not even sure got, that's that interesting. No, well, it's exactly I, what I'm not the, saying well, it is. Like what happened with better. the Broncos last year? It was just like they thought Russ was going to be good, so they put the Broncos in all but, the primetime games. When, when are the schedule makers going to learn that they're bad at this? They don't well, know which why, teams are going to be good. Well, this is why they put in the clause that they, they can flex, but this is the last week that they can't flex. So, like now after thought, this week, we're I never going to see the Jets flex on primetime again. And just chose not to. I might have read that wrong. Um, so yeah, but anyway, I'm going to sit him. You know that it's a problem when Tennessee Titans end up on so many island games every single year, and then we're all like, stop. They're terrible. My eyes are burning. We've been robbed of a lack of Titans-Jaguars. Dude, we, we also have Colts-Patriots as an island game this week. <laughs> in the Germany game. I, mean, okay, the I whole, can't defend that one. It's I can't awful. Defend that one. And, and, can't defend and then that the Germans one. thought they were getting Peyton Manning-Tom Brady, and they're getting yeah. Mac the, Jones, the best <laughs> primetime matchup this week is Broncos-Bills, which is like not even that good, but that's, that's the best. If that's I mean, the I, best one I mean, out of four, that's a problem. 
Um, who are we talking That's about? J- Jacoby Myers, Debro. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you think about Myers? He's wide receiver 35 in ECR. I don't want to start him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm with Erickson. There has to be somebody's got to put a halt to this, yeah. and I'm going to stand behind Erickson. He's my hero this week. We're, we're digging our heels in. All right, Debro, give me your next must sit wide receiver. It's Jordan Addison, man. Um, and I understand that he's going to get the target volume. I get that. Josh Dobbs is a fantastic story. We got to talk about the fact that the New Orleans Saints are not allowing anything to perimeter wide receivers. Um, second lowest PPR points per target. He's going to run about 74% of his routes against Marshawn Lattimore and Paulson Adebo, who are both allowing below 80 passer ratings in their coverage this year. Uh, the Saints have given up production uh, to the slot. It's not where Jordan Addison's going to operate, so you got to worry about Jordan Addison. I get if you're going to start him based off of volume as like a wide receiver three or a flex and stuff, but if your expectations are any higher than that, you're probably, probably lying to yourself. When we're at the point where Jefferson is fully healthy and back, and obviously we've got Dobbs now established as the starter, what do you think your weekly ranking of Addison will be at that point? Depending on matchup, somewhere between wide receiver 23 and wide receiver 36, depending on the matchup. Okay, that seems about reasonable. Uh, Erickson, where do you have Addison this week? He's wide receiver 28 in ECR. Yeah, I'm in line with ECR. I'm wide receiver 27. Again, the matchup's not great, but I just think Jordan Addison's good. So that's like one of these things where I can only rank him so low. And even if it's a low game, like he's still the number one receiver. And I like Josh Dobbs a lot yeah. in this matchup. So, All right, Erickson, sticking with you. Give me your last must-sit wide receiver. Cortland Sutton, again, fading guys on unsustainable touchdown streaks because Cortland Sutton just continues to twist the knife into my arm every single week because he keeps scoring touchdowns and he gets like three targets so that's a reminder you got three targets last time we saw the Denver Broncos play Denver leads the NFL in passing touchdown percentage at 84 percent 84 percent of their touchdowns scored have been through the air that's not going to continue to be the case against the bad Buffalo Bills run defense with Javante Williams the workload that he got before the bye week them coming out of the bye week He's fully helped. Like they're ready to feed juggernaut Javante in my opinion. So I think that's going to get away from court and son. And when you actually look at who has been the target leader with Jerry Judy, also healthy, it's been Judy. Like he leads the team with 23% target share, 45% air yard share and healthy games played. So I get the bills secondary hasn't been good, but I don't think that the Broncos are necessarily the team's like, Oh, like we're going to throw all over Buffalo. We're going to head up to Buffalo and just throw all over the place. I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what they want to do. I think they want to give the ball to Javante and I think that's just going to hurt Cortland Sutton. I'm not as in the weeds uh, as you guys on a week-to-week basis in terms of some of the advanced metrics and just general like diving deep into the stats. But I am generally somebody who believes in the numbers and follows the you know percentages and analytics. And I, obviously, that's kind of a very surface-level way of describing it. But I say I preface all that to say maybe he's just a guy that they see as having good matchups in the red zone like he scored a touchdown six out of eight weeks this season they've targeted the targeted him even more than that when they're in that area of the field like do you think there's anything to just like he and russell wilson have a good connection for when they're have a chance to score a touchdown well i mean yeah i mean that's it's obviously why so, he's done so then why can't so he keep, why can't he keep it up because it's not something that's super sustained like is he gonna catch a touchdown every single week when he has three targets like, that's just a bad bet to make. If those three opinion. targets all come in the red zone, and doesn't that up his chances? I'm just playing devil's advocate here. But, I mean, I, I 
Like, I don't think he's going to score a touchdown in 75% of his games like he has so far this year, but I think he can still score them more than any other receiver on this team. I mean, that's possible, but I also think that why are they throwing the ball so aggressively in the red zone? Because they had injured running backs. Like, again, this Bills defense, how do you attack them? You attack them through the ground game, not through the air necessarily. So Should we we come up with a second bet that we can't even determine uh, what the loser's going to have to do? Like Zay Flowers versus Demario Douglas? We're leaving that up to the (laughs) – I want to see people in the comments because so far I'm winning. Demario Douglas is outscoring Zay Flowers by a significant margin because Zay Flowers basically did nothing last week so i'm still waiting on my zach Ertz cash to get here <laughs> when, when, when is that coming here well spe- speaking of zay flowers d bro who's your next must sit wide receiver yeah i look I, I think we just have to to be real and i know erickson talked about Cortland sutton plunging the knife into his arm let's 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 keep it real here that that knife is not in his arm it's in the back of his ribs he broke off the blade it's it's simmering around it's floating around inside so just to give context about how salty erickson is but yeah i'm gonna sit zay flowers this week i know i've been massive on zay flowers but we've seen the usage kind of tick down since week eight his target share has dropped to 11.7 percent his air yard share has dropped below 10 percent uh mark mark andrews has been getting more work as the clear number one option And if you look at the Browns, yes, they've been mere mortals against perimeter wide receivers since week six. So there's a path here considering they've given up the 12th highest PPR points per target. But we also have to remind ourselves Denzel Ward and Martin Emerson are extremely good cornerbacks. Both these guys are giving up uh, an 80.6 pass rating. Emerson's at 40.8 this season. So I just don't see a big day for Zay. I think Baltimore is going to keep the ball on the ground, stay away from the strength of the Cleveland Browns uh, defense, which is their secondary, and just run the dang ball all week. Um, well, all game, excuse me. Four targets, three catches, 56 yards in that first matchup with the Browns did Zay Flowers have. Let's go to our Who Do I Start tool, Erickson, George Pickens, or the guy you're betting on, Demario Douglas. Demario Douglas. He's got a good matchup against the Colts. I know Kenny Moore is just like this unstoppable force, but they're throwing his direction. So he's getting targeted at least. So I'll take my chances with tomorrow. Douglas, like George Pickens. I think that his prop is like a 44 and a half receiving yard, something like that. It looks really low, but it's like, unless this guy gets 80 yards, he's going to get zero. So again, I'm thinking like a clean sweep with all these player props. So follow me on the betting pros app, but yeah, under on George Pickens receiving yards this week. And I will go with tomorrow. Douglas. About- what's uh what's what's the link for that? Is it bettingpros.com slash Cortland Sutton? What, what, <laughs> what, what's what's I, I forget the link, Erickson. Andrew Erickson, A. Erickson. Uh, okay. okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I just I got confused there for a second. Uh Erickson, Jacoby Myers or Jerry Judy. I like Jerry Judy. Um he's the target share leader on the Broncos, and yep. I think that he gets more targets this week than Sutton and Jacoby Myers. How about Cortland Sutton or Zay Flowers? I would take uh, Zay Flowers in that situation. Debra, who are you taking in that one? Uh, I'm higher on Sutton this week. I'm going to take Sutton in that. Um, and and just to to double down with Erickson here, I know I'm giving him a lot of crap on this show, but I will take Demario Douglas over George Pickens. So book it. How about Pickens or Flowers, Debra? I'll take Flowers. I just I don't have a lot of faith in Pickens to do much of anything. Deontay Johnson has reaffirmed that he is the clear and it is not even close. Like Pebble, you could do whatever you want to in that shoe, baby. It does not matter. <laughs> Deontay Johnson is the it's, wide it's receiver. It's weird how like team. Deontay Johnson commands like so many targets like every year of his career and then he comes back and he 
kind of suddenly commands all these targets again. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. So insane. So, it's like people would have known that was coming. Oh my god. So Debra, are you starting Deontay Johnson over Amari Cooper then? Oh yeah. Deontay okay. Johnson, I've got him ranked as a top twenty wide receiver this week. He's right next to DeAndre Hopkins and uh a little foreshadowing, Calvin Ridley. All right. And how about uh Jordan Addison or Gabe Davis? I'll, I'll play Gabe Davis. Uh I get the volume reasons for uh, to play Jordan Addison, but I just the matchup is extremely freaking tough. All right, Erickson, give me your must sit quarterback, tight end, and defense slash special teams. All right, combo here for Packers players. Uh, Jordan Love sitting him. The Steelers defense has a bad secondary, but I don't think Jordan Love can actually take advantage of it. And if you look at the Steelers' last four quarterbacks they have faced Lamar, Trevor Lawrence, Stafford, they have all been bad. They've allowed 12.2 fantasy points per game to the last four quarterbacks that they have faced. So, I mean, you're hoping Ooh. you can get like 20 points from your quarterback. I mean, the fact that Jordan Love has been scoring fantasy points at all is like miraculous because of just how bad he has been in real life. Smoke screen. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan Love, I want to sit him. And same thing with Luke Musgrave. He delivered last week. It was a good matchup against the Rams. Not a good matchup against the Steelers. Fourth fewest fantasy points allowed to tight ends. And this target share in Green Bay is so flat. Like, every week, everyone gets four targets. So, it's a matter of, like, who's going to score the touchdown. And if I had to put my chips on anybody, it would be Christian Watson just because... The Steelers get beat by explosive plays. So that's who I would bet on scoring, not Luke Musgrave after he scored last week. So I'll sit him. And then the Atlanta Falcons, uh, their defense has regressed. They don't have Grady Jarrett anymore. And he was kind of like the engine to their defensive line. So on the road against Kyler Murray, I think this Cardinals team is going to like show up and play pretty well with their quarterback back. I think they're re-energized. So just don't really want any part of the Falcons DST. That's just kind of been mid this season. Jordan Love or Deshaun Watson this week? Oh god! Oh. I, I, I have to make this decision actually in a super flex league. Oh. So <laughs> I would start Jordan Love because he, he finds ways to score fantasy points somehow, yeah. some way. And again, like I said, like I, I think Christian Watson could have a big play, and that might be enough to just get him over the hump with whatever Deshaun Watson does. Yeah, uh, Debro, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question uh, before you give me your picks because Deshaun Watson is your pick. Are you starting Deshaun Watson or Jordan Love? Oh, good Lord. I don't want either, but I'll, I'll go with Jordan Love. He just finds a way to post relevant enough fantasy scores over the last few weeks. And Deshaun Watson's running hot, man. He's had great matchups, and this is definitely not this. Like, so, yeah, he's my QB sit of the week, man. I mean, looking at, like, what he's done, I don't think it's... It's been a lot of smoke and mirrors. Good matchups. If you look at amongst 35 qualifying quarterbacks, this man's outside the top 20 or the top 15 quarterbacks in passing grade, yards per attempt, and adjusted completion rate. You marry that with uh, the Baltimore Ravens over the last four weeks, allowing the second fewest fantasy points via passing. Mm -mm, I don't even part of Deshaun Watson. Um, continuing with the guys that I'm sitting here, Kate Otten. I know he had a monster week last week. If you picked him up off the waiver wire, kudos to you. Do not play him this week, though. Tennessee Titans are shutting down all things tight end related. 12th lowest receiving yards a game allowed to the position. Fifth fewest fantasy points per game allowed. And they are the only defense in the NFL to not allow a receiving touchdown to tight ends this season. Sit Kate Otten. Uh, and as far as the defense, I, I know I brought them up last week, but people need to keep hearing this. Do not play the Buffalo Bills. You need to drop them. They are not a DST that you need to be worried about. The injuries have taken a toll on this defense. Whether you want to talk about Matt Milano, you want to talk about Tredavious White. Since week five, even uh, bringing this over to the nerddom out of uh, the real football takes and things like that. DST 24. 
four in fantasy. No, don't play them. They're averaging five fantasy points per game, man. Like they've been bad. Drop them. Do not even consider picking them back up. No. Deshaun Watson or Will Levis? <sighs> Will Levis. All right, we'll get out of there Will on Levis. that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. For Debro and Erickson, I am Ryan Warmly. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros, and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.